Welcome to Cuffed, Off the Cuff's exclusive podcast series where we'll answer some of Google's top 50 coronavirus questions with a unique pairing of guests from around the world. Let me start by introducing my guest. First, we have Oshani Deshanyake, a doctor here in London that works for the NHS who has worked in infectious diseases. On the other side, we have Vivek Mabubani, one of Asia's most beloved comedians. Here they are now. Thank you so much, guys, for being on the show with me. And let's start by addressing the big elephant in the room. How do we protect ourselves from coronavirus? We have an actual doctor in the house who is going to uh, do her best to give us some advice on how to stay safe. So let's start by talking straight to Vivek. Vivek, how have you been protecting yourself from coronavirus? That's the question in everyone's mind, right? Well, first of all, I'm here in Hong Kong, and I think it's because we have the history of SARS before, so we're extra cautious. Everyone's like, wait a second, no, this is SARS all over again, all over again. So we've got a mask and everything. And honestly, like from January on, where people just whipped out those masks and just put them on, regardless of what the medical advice was, simply because of the the history of SARS and everyone's like, okay, I'm going to just be extra cautious. I don't want to take any chances yet. But what's also happening now is that, you know, the social distancing and everything's happening. But what I tell you is that the best way to fight the current uh, issue is find the inner introvert in yourself. You know, the one that doesn't want friends and bring it out today. You know, have that moment when you look at your friends and go like, I don't want to know you. I, I don't need you in my life anymore and use that and channel that energy. So basically all the people who have been rejected by society, you actually can fight this virus better than anyone else. So yeah, I would say, honestly, it's like, don't, a lot of us are trying to avoid going outside unnecessarily. I mean, you're not going to see people just hanging out for the sake of it. Well, not that many at least. And we also have a new law now. We can have gatherings of four or more people, which works perfectly for me because I only have two other friends right now. <laughs> You've obviously set into the life of social isolation very, very well. Um, Osh, how, how have you, you know, being a doctor, have you been protecting yourself? Obviously, you're about to step on the front line. You know, you've just got back uh, from Uzbekistan on a really great initiative. And, and you're back here now in London, which is obviously a very different situation to Hong Kong. We're on complete lockdown. Um, and, and the rules are very, very sort of uh, stringent over here. Osh, how, how are you protecting yourself personally from coronavirus? So I think um, Vivek really touched on some important points. Um, it is important to say that I know that you've got quite a global audience. So my advice from London is going to be slightly different from that in Hong Kong or India. Um, but really the fundamentals are the same. So social distancing um, uh, is one of the most important things to, to prevent the transmission of this virus. Um, so obviously in the UK, everybody's been advised to, to stay at home. Um, and, and, and this... It, this is sort of a something that's important everywhere so everyone needs to to reduce um their interactions with other people so in the uk we've taken it slightly further we're not allowed gatherings of more than more than two people uh, we're meant to stay two meters away from people and, and 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 these numbers have some some sort of scientific basis between them behind them as well um so the most important things are these fundamentals so socially distancing yourself staying at home wherever possible and the basic infection control measures are the most effective so washing your hands for at least 20 seconds um, I think those are, are the, the most fundamental and important things. So see, washing your hands is a big deal. 
right? I mean, it, it's such a big deal that I have now got calluses all over my hands. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's I had to call up. Is that from washing your hands? It's or sorry? something else. No, no, just my, hands, hands. just my hands, just my hands. I thought maybe working out, you know, like with the dumbbells. Yeah, yeah, no, a, lot of the a lot of the calluses are from working out, but now that the gyms are shut, these are washing hand calluses. I had to ring up my GP the other day and say, look, my, my hands are just blistered. What do I do? And they said, have you been washing your hands? And I said, yeah, once every 20 minutes. Now, <laughs> the, the one thing I want to sort of know is, is how often and, and when to wash your hands. I, obviously, this is, this is on every news show and every program, and from Jimmy Kimmel to Trevor Noah, everyone's talking about washing their hands, right? But Osh, how important is it really, and does it really keep the virus away from us? I mean, it's, it might seem like a really stupid question, but the truth is, I mean, should I be washing my hands 30 times a day, 40 times a day? Um, so I, I think to a lot of people, this sounds like a very basic measure, but it is effective. So we've known in medicine for decades, centuries, that washing your hands prevents the transmission of diseases. So especially COVID is spread by droplet contact. So uh, the droplets can survive um, on surfaces for many hours to days uh, on different types of surfaces, uh, different different amounts of time. Um, so washing your hands is fundamental and washing your hands properly as well. Um, but as you said, I think uh, a lot of people are, are maybe washing their hands 30, 40 times a day, but it's just important that when you've had any contact with anything, when you've been outside of the house, the first thing you do when you come in is wash your hands. If you're just staying at home um, and not leaving the house, it, it's, it's not necessary to wash your hands 30, 40 times a day, yeah. but sort of common sense measures and keeping things clean in the house. So door, uh, door handles and things that might have had contact with, with droplets or, 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 or dirt. So yeah. It is important, but it's important to balance it and not overdo it as well. Yeah. So what if, what if I have like a sweaty palms? Does that mean I'm naturally washing my hands all day? Is that how it works? Does that count? <laughs> so I think if you've had, if you're having contact, if you're leaving the house, if you're um, putting, uh, if, if you are touching contaminated services, yes. But if you're just naturally sweaty, I don't think you need to be washing your hands 30, 40 times a day. Um, and okay. then if you are washing your hands regularly, basic measures like keeping your hands moisturized are also really important. Okay, so no, no, no spitting in their hands and gelling their hair, right? That's also no, not good. No, not at the moment. I mean, okay. I, I think we shouldn't be doing that anyway, but. <laughs> <laughs> it was for Nikki I was worried about. The other day I had a very odd discussion with Vivek on the phone, which is one of the major reasons that, that I said, you know, Osh, we, we've got to get Vivek to talk to an actual doctor. And, and it, you know, one of the big reasons that I wanted to do this, Vivek has been taking some really, really odd measures uh, when it comes to protecting himself from the coronavirus. Vivek, do you want to tell us a little bit more about these measures? Because I'm not really sure I'm allowed to say what I'm not allowed to say in public. Well, I mean, like, basically, the social distancing is one, and the other is just, just honestly, just not touching anything, you know, trying to use my feet to touch stuff, right? And just basically one arm's length from everyone. I'm telling everyone, like, if I, if basically this is, this is what I'm expecting. This is how far you need to be, right? So I walk with my hand out. Is that, is that a good thing to do if I, like, walk like this? I'm like, do not touch my palm and we're fine. Would that be a good way to distance myself? Or is that just basically terrible as a human being 
Um, so I think the distance thing is important to bear in mind. I don't think you need to go around um, quite as obviously like that. So the, the, <laughs> the two-meter the two distance has got some evidence to it, um, but you know this is a an emerging disease that the evidence is changing and, and evolving but we know that the droplets um created can travel about two meters and then gravity kicks in and they'll fall to the floor so that two meters has got some thought behind it so staying that far from people you know when we're out in public and minimizing the the times that we go out into public are really important so in the uk we have really strict guidance now and we only go out if you're an essential worker if you need to get essential items um so wherever we are in the world that principle of minimizing the amount we go out um and then keeping that distance is really important but obviously um wherever you're listening please listen to your sort of government's guidance as well because that's going to vary so it's more like basically everyone doing their part, right? It's not just a matter of like, uh, I'll be fine. I'm not sick. You know, I'll go out by myself. I'm okay. It's more like, look, just don't even risk it. Don't even assume that you're fine or don't even assume everyone else is fine and you're alone. You know, you're two meters away. Just why even run that risk? Which is really good because like normally a lot of times, you know, family have gatherings like, oh, we haven't seen you in a long time. You go over to their house and they ask you questions like, when are you going to get married? You know, how's your job and stuff? Now you can simply say, I would love to tell you that stuff but you know what I don't want to infect you so for your sake I will not meet you I will not answer your questions All right so I think yeah the, the, the so the two meter thing I think that's the problem we have in Hong Kong because our streets are so compact right and there, there's so much density of crowds and everything so therefore wherever we go it's really hard to have a two meter distance from the opposite roadside I mean two meters is a big deal in Hong Kong two meters a flat with a room that is two by two meters is a is a mansion for us over here so you know if you have a flatmate can't do that anymore right you can only be awake in the daytime i can only be awake at night we, we can't see each other <laughs> well i mean like i told you he's been taking some really extreme measures i mean he called me the other day and he said look have you heard about these extra measures and i said vivek what are you talking about he said yeah apparently if you use a hand dryer on your body it kills coronavirus if you drink whiskey it kills coronavirus if you rinse your nose, it kills coronavirus. And he's been eating kilos of garlic. And, and I'm, I know he's not saying any of this publicly because he just doesn't want to embarrass himself. But I, was, I, I forgot that you couldn't help. get the smell of garlic. I was like, oh, <laughs> I, we're online. I thought by now someone would be like, what? what's that smell? I'm just like, that's called protection, people. That's called being extra sensitive and overcautious. Just in case the rumor of like the whole bats and everything and turns into a vampire, garlic, one step ahead of you. <laughs> So I think Vivek, you've touched on quite a few important points there. So we all, you know, we all might be apart, but we all are sort of in this together and we all have a social responsibility. Um, and I think this message has, has come out more in the, in the last few weeks. And a lot of young people are thinking, you know, you know, this doesn't affect us. We're not really going to get ill from it. So it doesn't apply to us. But it really does and it's affecting the whole world um we don't know the rates of people that are carrying it that are asymptomatic so you might not feel unwell or got particularly unwell with it but you do have the potential to pass it on and that's that's something that will emerge in the next few months when we are able to to test for people whether they've had it or not um with response to in response to some of the measures that you're taking um <laughs> 
I think it's really, so for any disease in the world, you could go on Google and you will find all sorts of um, internet theories on how to treat them. But I think it's really important, especially now that we are socially responsible in the information that we pass on as well. Um, so evidence-based medicine is the most important thing. And, and there might be, um, you know, I've been getting lots of WhatsApp messages and things on facial, social media about these different types of um, treatments for coronavirus. So things from garlic to turmeric to all sorts of things. But I think it's our responsibility to make sure that the information that we're passing out is, is true and evidence-based. And unfortunately, none of these things are. Um, so I think we really have to spread the message that, you know, the things that the, the government are saying and, and the treatment from the experts is, is what we follow. And we don't spread this sort of hearsay um, regarding so basically, what, treatment. So basically what you're saying is that this is a one big conspiracy with the garlic industry. They've been trying to use yeah. it to their advantage to be like, guys, not just one, not just two, 20. Trust me. Tumorek, you're I next. You're next. Can't speak for the garlic, um, the garlic community, um, but there is no evidence behind these these these. I can't even use the word treatment, but there's no evidence behind these home remedies. So I think it would be bad of us to to spread the message that they they do have any benefit because there's no scientific evidence behind it. Okay, I know Vivek also said to me the other day that he is qualified as a doctor to provide laughter therapy. Is that something you believe can help patients? Laughter being the best medicine, people have said it for years, and you know they always say hey, be in good spirits. You know it helps your immunity. So if I were to come in with like let's say a big red nose with a Hong Kong, is that basically better than a face mask? <laughs> so um, of course, laughter is important. Laughter is not a, a, a treatment for this, but I think it, it touches upon in the point that. Um, Physical, so mental well-being is just as important here as as physical well-being. So I don't think the red nose is a good idea because it doesn't. It's not in keeping with the social distancing, um, and 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 um, the face masks are a, an issue in themselves. But it is really important for people to keep their spirits up in a time where we're physically separated. But it's important that we stay connected and and we keep our spirits up so uh, there's a lot of uh, mental health is a, a huge um thing during times like this and it's really important that we keep our mental health in check um and laughter of course is 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 really important for that amongst other you know other things um it's a time when really anxiety levels are probably pretty high among especially people that are self-isolating and at home um so Comedy, really important. Um, staying connected with others is really important, even though we are physically apart. Okay, so basically, if this virus continues on until Christmas, Rudolph's out of a job, right? He won't be the red nose, nothing, not going to happen. I mean, this is, I think, the, like you said, the mental well-being issue is a big issue because a lot of kids are worried. You know, this could cancel out Christmas, Thanksgiving, all that stuff is gone. Those are the big events, like Chinese New Year here in Hong Kong. You cancel Chinese New Year, we can't meet face to face. This is this is an issue. We're gonna have problems. 
I think it's an important thing. So there's, I mean, there's already been things around the world that have been cancelled. So in the in the Middle East, in Uzbekistan, where I was, um, was their big New Year's festival, Navruz, which was cancelled. Um, you know, Easter is upcoming here, but it doesn't mean these things are cancelled. It just means we can't have the same sort of gatherings that we normally would. So staying connected with family and acknowledging these things are really important. It just means for the moment, we can't all gather together because it's our social responsibility to try and reduce the transmission of this virus and um, stop our health systems being overburdened but it doesn't mean that these things are are cancelled per se it just means mm -hmm. that this year is going to be slightly different it's very very interesting actually very very interesting Vivek are there any big coronavirus questions that you have that you've been dying to get addressed I mean, coming from from a professional who would you could say you're you know being the front line and everything. Is there anything that other than staying at home and everything that the general public can do to help you guys with your job? I mean, do you want us to make like you know a, a, a short little Vine videos that are you know fun or something? Or what else can we do to help you guys? Well, I think all these things are are really helpful, and I mean, in the NHS, we're seeing you know the public really are really being wonderful with um, all sorts of initiatives. I know um, frontline staff are being donated food and supplies and, and wellness packs to, which are really making us feel appreciated. Um, you know, I've seen all sorts of uh, things online which are just keeping people going. So from things like exercise videos being um, sent out, you know, vines, all those things are really important. And, and, and it's really important to keep um, sort of the public's morale up during this time where we are all are apart. Um, so yeah, I think those things are really important to, to keep people's mental, physical well-being in check whilst we're all stuck at home. Okay, so basically real simple is that if you want to kind of encourage the initiative staff don't go and approach them, don't walk up to them, don't basically stay away from them, but send them using virtual tools and you know online and basically anything to get the message to say, hey man, keep it up and you take care of yourself, right? I mean, the most important thing is also taking care of yourself, that's your own responsibility, not to say like, yeah, if I'm sick, they'll deal with it, not my problem. So mental well-being, physical well-being, so basically working out at home and basically keeping yourself occupied. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, in the UK, the advice is leave the house as little as possible. There's been some great initiatives. So uh, hundreds of thousands of people have volunteered to, to help the NHS with from delivering food to vulnerable people that aren't able to, to leave the house to helping with deliveries of medication and that sort of thing. Um, so all of these little initiatives are, are really helpful. But as you said, keeping your distance keeping people's morale up from from a distance if, if you're if you're not one of those people that need to leave the house and even little things so common sense things like in the UK the advice is only leave the house for essentials to go shopping and this doesn't mean going out shopping every day every few days it you know stock up for a week for two weeks and leave the house as little as possible um, all of these will help because the, the main aim here is to stop overburdening our health systems so that we can deal with the number of patients that come in. Okay. Well, I mean, one thing I did think about is that, you know, if anybody lives in a high-rise building and stuff like that, what you could probably do is that set your lifts that it can only go down but can't go up. <laughs> so it's like, really have to think, like, I'm on the 10th floor. Do I really need to get eggs today? Do I really get 10 flights of stairs, you know? So, yeah, stuff like that, I guess. 
it's a good idea but maybe you know there's probably a few older people on that on that top floor that might need the lift so <laughs> You can't win them all, man. See, see this, this is why one is a comedian and the other one's a doctor, obviously. Um, Osh, uh, again, sort of going back to, to a serious question, I think a lot of viewers would want to know, and again, this is, um, you know, have to stress that every patient that goes through the coronavirus or COVID-19 has different symptoms and experiences it in a different way. But is there sort of a picture you can paint us of uh, you know, what, um, what a patient with a mild case can expect sort of from day one to like day five, day six, how long it normally lasts. I think that's quite, uh, there's, there's huge variation um, and it's quite difficult to sort of give you a concise answer about day by day. Yeah, and it, I, from, from the cases that I've seen and the people that I know that have already had it, that this is varying greatly but it's just looking out for the sort of key features and and, and the features can vary but the main ones are a dry persistent cough um, spiking fevers uh, those are the main symptoms that most people are getting and is being sort of portrayed as as the the key features of the covid disease um, but again, things can vary. People are getting GI symptoms. A small percentage of people um, will get a, a vast number of other symptoms. But looking out for sort of signs of respiratory distress or difficulty in breathing, because that, that is what the sort of more severe cases are, are, are presenting with as well. That's a good point. I mean, here in Hong Kong, I'll tell you that actually a lot of places where you go, they check your temperature. And before they let you into the building or into the room. I mean, there are many restaurants. Uh, they will have guys at the door saying, I gotta check the temperature. If you, know, if you don't allow me, I won't let you in. So people are definitely being extra cautious. And I think definitely a cultural difference because you can see a lot of like the locals, uh, Asian, Chinese, whatever, like, you know, they're willing to cooperate, but you will get a few foreigners who maybe haven't been here long enough or it's kind of never been through SARS. So it's a bit more like this is a bit too absurd to really everywhere I go, someone's pointing a temperature gun at my head. And I can understand the difference. You know, it's kind of like this is too much, but people are doing what they have to do. The temperature thing definitely is something that you can see all over the place. Like even my gym, they would check every single person temperature and most people pass, obviously. But just having these kinds of things gives you like a sense of security. Not to say that that guarantees it. Like, for example, uh, one of the gyms that was doing temperature checks, they still had a case, you know, and the gym had to shut down and stuff. Pretty much all gyms in Hong Kong are shut down a anyway, but that was the spark of one of the issues. I think um, the UK and Hong Kong seem to be in quite different places now. So, like, two weeks ago, our restaurants, our bars, our gyms were still open, but we were being advised not to go to them. And I think this is the sort of maybe principle that we can think about. So, if, if your restaurants are still open, then we should ask ourselves, do we really need to go out to eat today? Could we just get a takeaway instead? Do we, you know, those sorts of social distancing measures are, are really important. Um, and as we touched upon earlier, we don't know how many people are asymptomatic and not displaying symptoms that are have the potential to pass it on. Um, so asking ourselves, do we really need to go out is also part of our social responsibility at the moment. I mean, in the UK, no, nobody is going out. Um, but in countries where maybe this isn't um, the same practice, I, I don't think there's any harm in, in really maintaining those social distance measures. I have one last question for the both of you. Is there a positive outlook, you know, from a doctor's point of view that we can take away from this option? 
Um, so I, I think the the positives that people need to remember when when they're at home is that you're not stuck at home. You're you're safe at home, and you're keeping your community safe um, and I think there is a sense of community here even though we're all stuck in our own homes um, people are supporting each other and I think that's something that we need to uh, maintain during difficult times like this um, so so really you know staying connected and um, checking on uh, if you're not able to physically we're not able to physically check on people now you know folk calling relatives calling friends checking in on everyone those sorts of things are important and i think that's really been highlighted during times like this awesome thank you uh vivek i've got one final i'd say request for you your job is to make us happy so tell us a joke buddy <laughs> well i mean i'll tell you one thing though that through this whole experience i'm actually looking forward to the day you know many many years down the line i'll be let's say at, at a bar you know, having a drink and I'll have some, you know, some kids going like, oh man, I heard many years ago there was like this plague that was going to take over the world. And I'm like, kids, find me a drink. I'll tell you about it all from A to Z, man. And they're like, wow, really? I'm like, yeah, you wouldn't believe it. Yeah, that was what it was all about. They're like, wow, it's so cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to being like that old guy at the bar who knows that his, that ancient story of the back in the days of the, the COVID-19 issue. So yeah, I have that. And uh, yeah, just I, I honestly, like I keep telling people, I mean, the, this virus has changed the same so many times. It sounds like a sleazy guy at a bar, you know, tonight I'm coronavirus. Hey baby, um, I'm COVID-19, what's your name? You know, it's like every day just trying a different name. Can uh, I, can I clarify the naming thing? So I think there's yeah. a lot of confusion over the names. So coronavirus is the group of viruses. Um, <laughs> the novel coronavirus has been named SARS-CoV-2 and that's the virus. COVID-19 is the name of the disease caused by the virus so I think there's been lots of confusion about the name but that's the difference between the names. Well there you go Vivek, it's not, it's not one guy changing multiple names, it's a group of people changing names, you know what I mean? So many sleazy people in the world, <laughs> so many. <laughs> But I think um, also, like, also something you said, just at the moment, um, there is so much information out there. So I think people just really need to make sure that the information they're listening to is from reputable sources. Like in the UK, Public Health England and gov.uk is, is, is the best place to start for information. And there's loads of useful information there. There was some guidance yesterday published on keeping your mental health in check during all this time. And there's loads of helpful things out there. And I'm sure that's the same in Hong Kong and other countries. Yeah, and, and I really appreciate your passive aggressive way of telling everybody, <laughs> make sure your source of information is valid. Notice how that guy above me is a comedian <laughs> and I'm the actual professional. All the stuff he said, ignore. All the stuff this other guy said, also ignore. This is a real source. Very good. I'm, I'm glad this was a good litmus test. And if you actually believe me, people, you need to rethink your life. Guys, it's been such a pleasure to have you. And the information being passed around and the different points of view have been incredible. And uh, wash your hands, people. And stay at home. And stay at home. Especially you, Vivek. Stay at home. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll be doing some Facebook Live sessions. If you have any follow-up questions for our guests, stay tuned as we announce the date shortly. Do join us next week for more Cuff, where we answer some of Google's top 50 coronavirus questions with exclusive guests from around the world. Thanks for tuning in. Stay home, stay safe, and we'll see you next time.